Hello and welcome to this week's Hong Kong Heritage. Later in the programme, I'll be taking a quick look at what was happening 50 years ago in Hong Kong and some of those events I'll return to later in the year. But first, eight well-known local artists have created outdoor installation pieces, music and theatre as part of a sustainability art exhibition at Charlotte Corner under a flyover outside at Sha Tin Wai. With bamboo, a shipping container, paper, wood and other materials, the artists from Artists Co-op convey a message of our need to be in harmony with nature. I went along to have a look and chat with a few of the artists and to Eilik from Artists Co-op. My name is Eilek. We are actually now here at Artist Co-op. This organization was founded in 2014 by many artists. We got funding from uh, the government last year, so we moved here at Charlotte Corner. We have about eight different artists just exhibiting um, the artworks here, promoting sustainable art and um, environmental art. We have all these kind of uh, workshops and events and exhibitions. This one we have here showcasing eight different artworks, huge sculpture and different type of uh, materials. So I'm going to show you around and, and see a bit of everything here. So tell me about the Artist Co-op. We are founded by many artists in 2014 and um, we got funding from the government last year and we got a place, very nice place in Charlotte Corner. Um, we got different containers established here, renovation, using recycling materials, all these artworks, exhibitions are made with upcycling materials. And what I'm going to show you are different artworks by different artists, the eight artists that we have here. Most of them are using different wood materials, bamboo materials, naturally collected from everywhere from wastage materials from steel from paper from madonna packages all these kind of uh, materials that we can find everywhere in the community so alex how you're the project coordinator for, for this particular exhibition yeah mostly on this exhibition and this whole exhibition will be here until january 19 2022 miranda you you're the project director here at the, the Artists Co-op. So if I can just describe, we're actually standing under a flyover here, a couple of big buildings across the way, uh, including the Lady Pout Children's Cancer Centre. We've got people actually doing Taiji with wooden swords right next to us. And we're actually under a flyover, so you can hear the noise of the traffic. But a very peaceful yes. scene actually here, because you're using, as you say, bamboo and uh, other uh, sustainable materials for this art exhibition. So is the idea to make people feel peaceful when they're coming here? Is the idea to teach them about sustainable materials? Yes, it's, it's, uh, we really want to teach the people this, how to sustainable the environment. And because well, most of the, actually all the artworks is, is use the sustainable material with bamboo, the wood and the recycling paper to make the structure. So. Uh, it's more educational and plus also the art. My name is come from a plant called ginkgo. I like it very much when I pick up a ginkgo leaf and then I use the leaf to make my artworks. 
Uh, all the material I use to make artworks are all natural material, for example, bamboo or leaves. And I'm graduating from the Chinese University uh, with a major of fine arts. And I am very lucky that I uh, firstly uh, used the bamboo to make artworks. I want to show you something. Yes? Okay. So this is Inko Lam Kayu and uh, this is called the sound through 19 eardrums and it's a bamboo sculpture uh, that you can come and see here let me show you something that is so you've got different lengths of bamboo there uh, yes this one is the bum uh, the bamboo steamer yes like um, i would put my dumplings in or something like that yes i'm so lucky that two years ago i uh, learned the steamer from master loi ming uh, he you learned how to make one? Or? Yes, I, I now know how to make it. And this stima is one of the Hong Kong uh, intangible cultural heritage. And then we join the program. The program is an education program. We always say chain the chain. That means, for example, Master Loi Meng trained me and I'm now going to the secondary school and I teach the students how to make their own stima. It's not a traditional one. I can show you. It's quite different. This one. It's oh wow, beautiful. Very colourful yes. and all a bamboo. So you've, got, um, you've just shown me a photograph alongside the bamboo steamer that we can see here. And uh, it's all, uh, I mean, yes, sticking with the concept of bamboo steamers, but all beautifully decorated. Yes, they are only uh, Form 1 students. So we are very appreciate that through this program, we hope this intangible cultural uh, heritage will never have the waste to uh, disappear in Hong Kong. And this is the first part. Well, I mean, bamboo is incredible. It's not just steamers, it's also construction material. I should say, Dima is the, one of the Hong Kong traditional heritage. But in fact, bamboo uh, in Asia, we always use it to do different kind of thing. And I think all of them need us to treasure a lot. And for uh, Hong Kong artists, I hope to learn this steamer because, for example, Mr. Loi Ming, I think he is now 90 years old. Ah, yes, yeah. it needs to go on to the next generation, doesn't yeah. it? So, um, he, so he basically taught you how to plait the, the bamboo, how to bend it in yes. order to make it into a basket. Uh, we even need to learn how to break the bamboo. Yes. From the bamboo into the bamboo strips. Yes. Yes, uh, he is now 90 years old and I think he's the last Hong Kong people in the handmade steamer factory. And his name is? Lui Ming. Loi Ming. And then this one is not only the bamboo, in fact it is a ah. wing stick. It's not done by me, I teach the students to make this. This is another project. This is uh, a project I work with um, music therapists. Uh, we hope uh, the students not only pay the music but they can DIY do it uh, themselves to make the music instrument. So it is made by my students. Oh, fantastic. Tell me about your sculpture here. Oh, yeah, sure. Uh, my sculpture, uh, the title is uh, The Sunful 19 Year Jump. Because when I make the bamboo sculpture, I find it is in every joint, you will find that it's a thin layer. This thin layer is very like a human ear yes. job. Ah. 
<laughs> so the sound through 19 eardrums. Yes, and I am very curious if uh, if the sound go for this uh, yes. 19 eardrum, what will be? <laughs> I don't have an answer, but this as well, I want to find out some connection between plant and human. So, Evelyn Liankan, we're now in front of yours. Yes. So I try to build bamboo ring or bamboo little grove, bamboo grove under the flyover. And I'm trying to create a space so that people can come and rest and sit down and, and meditate. And meditate. And then actually uh, I planted, I think 30, I don't know how many bamboo plants. You still need to nurture them, still need to care about them. And I have invited in this little bamboo garden two young artists. Well, they are not really that young, but young artists. Ben. So Ben is the one that helped me create the bamboo uh, installation, sound installation. That we can. Yuki is the one that helped me to edit all the sound of in this place, in this Charlie Corner, the bird singing, the insect crawling, yeah, and then the sound of the traffic, and then of course the, my sound of my charm. And when people come into this place, they can come in and scan the QR code, and then they can choose a space a chair, a wood stump, and sit down and try to breathe and relax and trying to see this is the city but within myself, with my own breathing, my own calmness, with the music of the nature sound, but one can be calm again to find a safe haven in a busy city life. And one of my artist friends picked up all this uh, tree pot from Fanang somewhere in the wild up in the mountain because I took them, I always took people walking, hiking, looking at branches, looking at trees, listening to the sound of the forest, the wind. And then they, this one is mushroom and this one is dry branches. And then she picked all this up to paint them all together. And so this is you see them everywhere and if we have time to observe, to look and then you see the beauty out of something people ignore and that's still beautiful. All your stools here are, are yes. tree stumps? Yes. And the one last very beautiful yes. is so like all a leaf these, imprint. Yeah. All these are leaves that when we walk, when we hike in a mountain things that we sometimes ignore. So these are very thin uh, rectangular pieces of wood. So yeah. how have you created the leaves and the, the tree stumps and the berries on uh, top of that? Uh, laser print burning, burning, right. yes. Hello, I'm Benjamin Hao. The work here in Salico Corner and this uh, sustainable uh, art fair, actually it is uh, comprised by a weaving basket uh, foraging workshop, drawing workshops, and involving some participant uh, to build up the whole work. And as you see right here, it is uh, a small work. 
but actually it is also a performative work. During the workshop and also uh, during the exhibition, I will carry uh, these baskets with me. And the purpose for this basket uh, mainly uh, is for uh, collecting some edible wild weeds and also for the drawing tools. Uh, and the basket itself actually is all scavenged materials uh, that I found it on the road uh, close to my home. Yeah, there are some grass rope uh, on the basket and actually this is also uh, collected uh, on the sidewalk. So it's all collect materials and I uh, comprise and build it together, become a portable artwork. Yes. Yeah. Thank you very much, Benjamin. I'm having a wonderful tour from the artist co-op of this sustainability art exhibition that you can come and see until the 19th of January. Very easy. You just go to Shatin Y MTR and then it's about a 10 minute max walk from there. It's under a flyover, but it's this lovely corner of nature and you're going to be in amongst this bamboo, sand, natural plants. There's people also doing Tai Chi alongside. So it's this very peaceful, meditative place. So I've been talking to a variety of artists who are involved in this project there are 12 in all you can also apply to do workshops here with them and uh, finally though art isn't just visual it's also sounds yuki can you describe who you are and and what your contribution to the exhibition has been sure my name is yuki yuki i've been assisting you for evelina for her art installation work and i'm working on the sound for her installation, for meditation. Uh, so the concept is because this place is actually in the city center with a lot of traffic, uh, quite noisy actually. So um, the concept of the sound is to um, let people moving from the city with a very noisy place and then slowly to a um, quiet, uh, more meditation sound so they can relax themselves by the by the help of the sound work
I find that sound so relaxing. So you can go around Evelynia Liang's bamboo installation with headphones on and relax in nature while listening to that lovely sound. The Sustainability Art Exhibition at Charlotte Corner in Sha Tin Wai is on until January the 19th and is organised by the Artists Co-op. So do go along and take a look. As I put my new calendar on the kitchen wall and thought about the fact that we were entering 2022, I also thought, well, what was happening here in Hong Kong 50 years ago? There was the awful tragedy of several landslides which occurred in June 1972, leading to the deaths of at least 156 people. They happened in Shufai Terrace and in Sao Mao Ping, this one burying a squatter village, and then one landslide hit Coatwall Court in Coatwall Road, leading to more fatalities. What awful tragedies. In January 1972, a fire in Victoria Harbour destroyed what had been at one time the world's largest liner, the Queen Elizabeth. She was an 83,000-tonne former Cunard liner that had been launched by then Queen Elizabeth, the wife of King George VI, at Clyde in Scotland, a major shipbuilding area. Princesses Elizabeth and Margaret also came along to that ship-launching event in 1938, a year before the outbreak of the Second World War. This report from Pathé in 1938. the minutes are at hand. They have been fixed for more than a year, and neither crisis nor threat of war can affect one of the greatest events in the history of Britain on the sea. At this moment, as a royal mother and her children pass almost beneath the towering skyscraper that soon will come to life at the touch of a royal hand, all over the world, millions are listening, most of them waiting to hear the voice of Her Majesty for the first time. 300,000 line the banks of the Clyde, the river of ships, and 3,000 Scotsmen will see the achievement of two years' work will watch 45,000 tons of steel tear itself away from the land and swing into the rising tide. There's disappointment that at the last moment the king cannot be present as the 552 becomes the Queen Elizabeth. But the soft and mellow voice of the queen puts into ringing words what the whole empire thinks and feels today. This ceremony to which many thousands have looked forward so eagerly must now take place in circumstances far different from those for which they had hoped. I have, however, a message for you from the King. He bids the people of this country to be of good cheer, in spite of the dark clouds hanging over them, and indeed over the whole world. He knows well that, as ever before in critical times, they will keep cool heads and brave hearts. He knows too that they will place entire confidence in their leaders who under God's providence are striving their utmost to find a just and peaceful solution of the grave problems which confront them. The launching of a ship is like the inception of all great human enterprises an act of faith. We cannot foretell the future, but in preparing for it, we show our trust in a divine providence and in ourselves. We proclaim our belief that by the grace of God and by man's patience and goodwill, 
Order may yet be brought out of confusion and peace out of turmoil. With that hope and prayer in our hearts, we send forth upon her mission this noble ship. She comes off the end of the slipway, watch her dive down and recover. Forty-five thousand tons of steel down to the Clyde in one minute. And two years from now, she will make her maiden voyage. On time is the watchword of the Clyde. The liner Queen Elizabeth would be used in the Second World War as a troop transport ship, carrying nearly one million soldiers during the war. She'd then be used for decades as a luxury liner, and then decades later, sold by the Cunard Steamship Company, and later bought by Hong Kong businessman C.Y. Tung, who wanted to use the ship as a floating college. It was renamed CY's University and sent to Victoria Harbour for refitting. And on the 9th of January, fire broke out on the ship. This was battled by Hong Kong's emergency services for two days, but the liner ended up on her side in the water. This report from Associated Press in 1972. The world's largest liner, the Queen Elizabeth, at last comes to rest. Fire swept through the 33-year-old ship as she was being refitted for her new role in life. Renamed the Seawise University, the 83,000-ton ship burns from end to end. Hong Kong Harbour Board firefighters were completely unable to control the fire. The cause is unknown, but sabotage is not being ruled out. The Queen Elizabeth had a chequered career. Built as a luxury liner for the Atlantic run, almost at once she went into service as a troop ship. In wartime, Hitler's navy couldn't sink her. But it was in the peaceful waters of Hong Kong Harbour that she found her resting place. A tragic end to a fine lady. The fate of the former cruise liner, the Queen Elizabeth. In December 1972 in Ashley Road, Tom Parker, an Australian entertainer who had become a businessman in Hong Kong, decided Kowloon needed an Australian-themed pub about an outlaw and his last stand. They called it Ned Kelly's Last Stand. And in December this year, Ned Kelly's, which, apart from Covid, has played live music virtually every night, will be an astonishing 50 years old. That's a pub with live music that's been in the same place since 1972. So that's another one that I'll return to later in the year. Meanwhile, here's Tom Parker, who founded and owns Ned Kelly's, talking about the pub's early days in the 70s. My early life was a show business career, originally in radio, and we transferred into show business. We were a comedy act, it was a double act, and that form of show business brought me 
to Hong Kong in the beginning, which was 1963. We came here under contract to work uh, at the Princess Gardens restaurant, which used to be on the corner of uh, Kimberley Road and Nathan Road. And it was a first floor job, big 12 piece band, 1963 in Hong Kong with fantastic time. There were so many clubs and it was so vibrant. Uh, two shows a night at Princess Gardens. Um, you would have people in the audience like Danny Kay, uh, William Holden, and it was, it was great. So that was 1963. Uh, we traveled throughout Asia until 1972, uh, working all, uh, uh countries here till finally uh, the group that I was with called the Flat Tops uh, we decided to uh, to part and uh, seeing as I'd spent so much time from uh, 63 until 72 nine years in Asia I thought uh, this is nice I'll stay so this comedic act the um, hmm. the Flat Tops did that uh, that came out of Australia so it was Tom Parker and uh, and uh, another guy called Ross Edgerton and uh, this was a, a visual act uh, it was slapstick and uh, pantomime, so uh, naturally it was uh, correct for Asia because there was no language content. So uh, we had nine very good years here. Uh, we worked uh, across into America, into uh, Las Vegas, and uh, and back in and out of Hong Kong. 1972, uh, we decided to to split the act. I decided to stay here in Hong Kong, so I thought, well, I'm going to open here. took the Australian theme of Ned Kelly's Last Stand because Ned Kelly's Last Stand was in a pub, in Mrs. Jones' pub in Glen Rowan, and that's where they fought, and that was the end of the Kelly gang. There was the shootout. Uh, Ned got hit with uh, 28 bullets. So Ned, Ned Kelly, of course, was uh, an Australian outlaw. He was a bush ranger, an outlaw, very much like a Jesse James or what have you. Uh, all those bullets that took them all out, and then they hung him. So um, uh, it was a natural idea for uh, a fun pub with an Australian theme. So I opened there with the help of two other friends. One was Peter Barry and the other one was Terry Martin, uh, all ex-show people. And uh, so I thought, well, I'll make it like a pub, like a wooded theme with pub, uh, early Australian uh, uh, history on, uh, on its walls. And then along came other friends of mine that I had worked with in Okinawa and Japan, uh, Larry Allen, a very fine piano player and uh, a comedian uh, f that had been over here in Asia since uh, the end of the Second World War. Larry was working at a, a hotel in Kowloon, no longer there now, called the August Moon, which was in Kimberley Road. And uh, so I went around to Larry and I said, you want to come and work for me? He was delighted. He came over, we, we found a bass player who turned out to be a very good trumpet player, Benny Ligon. Uh, there was a Brazilian drummer here called João Rodriguez sitting up in Chongqing mansions with nothing to do, and he came and joined us. And that was the beginnings of jazz in Ned Kelly's. <laughs>
Tom Parker there and the music of Ned Kelly's Last Stand, which in December this year will have stood in Ashley Road in Kowloon for the past 50 years. Thanks also to the artists of the Artists Co-op showing their artwork from the Sustainability Art Exhibition at Charlotte Corner in Sha Tin Wai. You can see that exhibition until January the 19th. Thanks for listening and join me next week on Hong Kong Heritage.